Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again today. Now, before we do get into today's show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. If you like, listen on the podcast player, link below down in the description. And if you'd like to support the show, there's also a link down below in the description where you can buy us a coffee, and it's always greatly appreciated. Now, we have five stories for you today, and we're just going to jump straight into them. And the first story is about the Bumjai Thai Party opposes World Cannabis Day activities. The Bumjai Thai Party says it objects to any activities to mark World Cannabis Day on Thursday, warning that it is still illegal to smoke cannabis in public places. Anyone planning activities should cancel them because smoking cannabis in public violates Section 74 of the Public Health Act, Party Register Supachai Jaisamut said on Wednesday. Under the Act, marijuana smokers can be jailed for up to one month and or fined up to 2,000 baht for creating a public nuisance. Mr. Superchai was responding to reports that activities including cannabis smoking were being planned in some locations including popular tourist hangouts on Khao San and Rambutri roads in Bangkok on Thursday. The Bumjai Thai party earlier successfully pushed for the decriminalization of cannabis saying it had great potential as an economic crop and for medicinal applications. But the removal of the plant from a nationwide narcotics list without a specific law to govern its use has led to a free for all. Recreational use has flourished along with thousands of pot shops to meet demand. Passing a law to clarify what is and is not allowed will become a task for the next government as legislators could not reach agreement before the house was dissolved in March. Mr. Superchai said that for the time being, cannabis is defined as a medicinal herb and its use must be abided by applicable regulations, especially to prevent abuse and negative impact on the public. The Bumjai Pai Party supports the use of cannabis for public health and Thailand must have a law to control cannabis use, he noted. The Kaosan 420 event planned on April 20th does not comply with law and may affect the general public. The Bumjai Jai Party is asking the organisers to call off the event. 420 refers to the 1971 legend that some American high school students used to gather at 4.20pm after the school day was over to smoke marijuana. The use of 420 as a code for cannabis consumption became mainstream and can also refer to April 20th. Sanya Runwatanakol, president of the Kausan Business Association, said business operators in the area knew nothing about the Kausan 420 event. In any case, he said the association would not allow the event to take place because it would be against the law. So yet again, no law created. Uh, this has been going on now about six months. It's amazing to think that they brought in this decriminalization of marijuana here in Thailand, but yet they never were able to actually create a law beforehand. And basically after that, when they become a free-for-all and people were smoking all over the place, they were scrambling to find some way to control it. I mean, it's the fuzzy thinking that has always gone on here. And it really shows the incompetence of what we've been dealing with in Thailand for the last, you know, seven or eight years under this uh, kind of junta half-democratic elected government. Again, hopefully things will change after the next general election next month. The main opposition parties, I think Putai and Move Forward or whatever they're called these days, um, they have basically said that if they do get into power, they will only have it available for medicinal use only, which means all these pot shops and whatever will be gone as soon as the new law comes into effect. I guess if you own one of these shops, now is the time to make the money because I think very soon you're going to find that your business will have become very illegal very, very soon. Now, moving along to the next story of the day, the Prime Minister has been grilled on power bills. 
Prime Minister Priya Chanachan on Tuesday said the government is stepping up efforts to find new sources of alternative energy following complaints about electricity bills going up during the summer months. He's responding to criticism on social media and calls for the government to do more to cut people's energy costs. We have to consider why the bills go up. It's a complicated issue involving production costs and management. We will look at things that can be done. Don't worry, I'll see to it myself, the Prime Minister said. He said that electricity rates involve business operations and contractual obligations that have existed for a long time. But the government will try to ensure no one is disadvantaged, General Pryat said. He went on to say that the government has been trying to find and promote the use of cheaper sources of energy, such as renewable energy, and encourage local communities and households to use solar cells to catch sunlight and convert it into electricity. We should also look at the energy prices and gasoline prices in other countries, but don't compare ours with other countries because they have their own energy sources. Thailand still has to buy energy from other countries because the domestic natural gas supply in the Gulf of Thailand is declining. We have to import energy from Myanmar or Malaysia. So we have to step up efforts to find other alternative sources of energy. It won't happen very soon, but we are making much progress, General Pryat said. Now, netizens on social media have posted pictures of their pricey bills, with one Facebook user saying that in April last year, he was infected with COVID-19 and self-isolated at home for 16 days using two air conditioners alternatively. The electricity bill for that month was 1,348 baht. But this April, I used electricity as usual and took five days off during the Songkran holiday, but the power bill was 2,060 baht, he said. The Energy Regulator Commission, that's the ERC, recently decided to impose a single electricity bill rate between May and August. This will make electricity bills cheaper for businesses only, but more expensive for households and will come as particularly unwelcome news during the ferocious heat of the summer. The new rate will be 4.77 baht per kilowatt hour, which is lower than the current rate businesses are charged from January to April, which is 5.33 baht per unit, but an increase from 4.7 baht per unit for households. The ERC conducted online surveys from March 10 to 20th to gather opinions in support of its decision. However, the move has come under heavy criticism for favouring the industrial sector, as the revised rates will enable businesses to save 10% on their bills, while households will face a 1% increase in electricity fees, according to observers. The underlying factor is the rise of the fuel adjustment tariff, known as FT, by 5% during the May to August period, while the FT associated with power used by industry is expected to dip by 30%. That is basically the electricity prices. Now, personally, myself, I have noticed our electricity has gone up over the last couple of months, and I, I, from following other people on Twitter as well, I've seen the same thing has happened to them. A little bit of a shock when you open up your bill and it's jumped by a thousand baht for no particular reason. So Thailand does have an issue. Now, when they talk about renewable energy and solar, and he's talking about people should get that. I mean, one of the things that a lot of countries, let's say in Europe, had done to encourage people to get solar is to offer subsidies and to subsidize the purchase. So give the the person, because here in Thailand, solar panels are still quite expensive to get a, a whole unit on your home or whatever. So to subsidize those panels, to give a, a certain amount of money towards it, to make it cheaper for you to do. Also, the second thing, which really can't be done at the moment, is excess electricity that you produced you still can't put it back into the system and obviously you're not able to make money out of it which is you know a lot of people do that too abroad uh what they do is any extra money or extra electricity that's created is put back in the system and they end up you know making money on it or at least cutting their bills uh down further i think the government need to look at things like this too but i think a subsidy would be a start you can't expect people just to 
pour out the money. If you want to encourage people to use solar, which is expensive, then you have to offer them assistance in doing it at the beginning. And I think something like this would be useful here in a country that has sunshine, I mean, for so many days of the year. So I definitely think there's a future for solar here in Thailand. Now, moving along to a story that has been going on for two years. I've been trying to go back to my podcast to find out when I started talking about this story, and it is still continuing nearly two years later. Operators seek clarity on the 300 baht tourism fee. It's still going on. Tourism operators are calling for clearer measures regarding the 300 baht tourism fee after the tourism and sports minister said levy collection will be delayed from June to September because of issues with its implementation. Tourist and Sports Minister Pia Pat Ratchapakarn said fee collection from foreign arrivals by air must be postponed because the airlines could not adopt a selective approach between foreign tourist ties and expatriates. The airlines insisted that all passengers would must be treated similarly for regulations. The advisory chairman of the Phuket Tourism Association said if the collection is postponed for air travellers, it should also be pushed back for arrivals by land and sea for consistency. Instead of relying on airlines, they should be a central organisation solely responsible for fee collection and management for arrivals by air, sea, land, he said. Mr. Bumakati said he agrees with a tourism fee systematically collected and managed to help develop tourism destinations and communities as well as cover the medical expenses of tourists in public hospitals. Unpaid medical bills of tourists in Phuket amount to more than 10 million baht a year, he said. In terms of the 150 baht tourism fee collection for NTV land, Mr. Bumakati said the measures might affect the volume of cross-border visitors such as Malaysian tourists in Songkla, as there are mostly frequent travellers who visit Thailand every month for weekend breaks. He said the government should take into account the different contexts and adjust measures to accommodate shorter trips within a certain period. Now, Marisa Sukasol, president of the Thai Hotels Association, said the delay would help ease the burden for tourists to some extent as other travel costs surge. The country's tourism sector is still in the recovery phase, still lagging the level of arrivals recorded in 2019, she noted. Miss Marisa said transparency in fee collection and fund management are paramount for the scheme. Earlier, Mr. Piapat said 60-70% to 70% of the fee will be earmarked for a tourism fund, as stated in the 2009 National Tourism Policy Act, while 17% will be used for medical insurance for tourists. Some suggestions called for hotels to help collect the fee, but Miss Marisa said it would be unfair for tourists as Thailand still has many unregistered hotels and those operators might not apply the same rules to their guests. So there it is again, still talking about the tourism fee now it's being postponed from june until september because the airlines basically said is that we have to treat every tourist the same we can't be basically discriminating between a tourist a thai and an expat and they make a lot of valid points how on earth would an airline be even able to do that through their system this would be hundreds of thousands of dollars in upgrading their systems pay to do and of course you know the thai government certainly won't be helping out in that as usual it's so badly planned it's a little bit like the uh, marijuana decriminalization they have a great they have an idea i'm not even going to say a great idea now they have an idea they just kind of throw it out there but they have no actual plan on how to implement it now with so many people working in the government sector surely they could employ someone with half a brain to figure out how would we collect this money so if they are so hell-bent on doing this I would suggest just charging people the same across the board, 300 baht or whatever you want the fee to be, and put it down as a landing fee and everybody gets charged the same. That's it. 
Done and dusted, it's gone. The airline will charge the customer or the, the, the traveller, the 300 baht, it'll go back to the government eventually through whatever means it, it, it would be returned to the government, and that's it. No special, you know, dispensation for a tie or an expat or a tourist charge, everybody the same. Call it a landing fee, forget about the tourist tax. Call it the landing fee and get, get, you know, get on with it. This has been dragging on for two years and it's still, at this stage, they're no closer to implementation than they were two years ago. That says an awful lot about it. Now, one of the things I've said about this many, many times, if they had just implemented this and not said anything, nobody would be anier the wiser and people would have been paying for it for two years because they wouldn't have known you just add it into the airfare most people probably won't notice an extra 300 baht especially on long haul now in short haul flights you know between maybe singapore and and uh, thailand or you know kuala lumpur malaysia you might notice the extra 300 baht but in fairness for long haul flights it's not going to make a huge difference to anyone but for some reason they're just incapable to come up with one system to collect the money I find it very hard, but the amount of tourists coming into the country, this is a basically a, a pot of gold waiting to be collected, and they can't figure out how to collect the pot of gold. I'm very surprised, to be honest. I, I really am. I thought, I thought, you know, the Thai government are good at extracting money from people, especially people that have money. But for some reason, this they can't get right. This pot of gold sitting there, and they're unable to get their hands on it. To me, I find it absolutely crazy. Now, I know people are going to say, oh, shouldn't have a tourist fee, you should have a tourist fee. Either way, at this stage, I don't even care. I just want them to get over. Do, do it or don't. Make a statement, follow it up, and get it over with. We've been listening to this story for nearly two years, and still... The June deadline now has been postponed. The idea that hotels are going to collect. I mean, come on. They say you go stay at your friend's house and you're not staying at a hotel. You Then you don't have to get, you have to pay it. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense. But these are the ridiculous ideas that are being thrown out there. How to collect 300 baht from tourists. They can't figure it out. They don't deserve it if they can't figure it out. That's the way I see it. Anyway, I'd love to know your opinion about all of this down below. Again, in the comment section. It's absolutely nuts. Two years on and they still haven't figured it out. Now, we have a story coming out of Phuket, which is actually quite funny, but Phuket Immigration issues yellow cards to Thai landlords. Phuket Immigration has issued yellow cards to Thais for allowing foreigners found breaking the law to stay at their rented premises. Confirmation came through the report posted by the Phuket Immigration on Monday, where it was reported that three Thai nationals had been issued yellow cards. The title of the report for April 1 to 15 had been updated to statistics of foreigners, householders, committing offences and receiving warnings. So this, by the way, in case anybody knows or doesn't know, Phuket now has a red card and a yellow card system for foreigners. A yellow card is for a minor infraction, but we're not quite sure what that minor infraction is. You get that. You get two yellow cards, you get a red and you're deported. And red card then is for serious things, which they haven't specified either. But nevertheless, of note, no foreigners were issued any yellow or red cards during this period. It is actually a warning that we gave to the Thai householders who own the places where foreigners are found guilty of crimes, Phuket Immigration Chief Colonel Police Colonel Tenet Asukchai told uh, local media. When we arrest foreigners that commit crimes, we call the householders to the immigration office and issue them a warning while we are proceeding with deportation of their tenant, he said. While the Thai landlords are at the immigration officers, educate them in relevant immigration laws and information, he said. Only receiving a warning already freaks them out because they do business and they are afraid it will affect their business, Colonel Tanet said. The three Thai landlords that received the yellow cards had foreign tenants who overstayed their visa and were illegal migrants, he added. 
If the householders do not help to monitor and let criminals live in their place, it is likely they only care about their business without thinking about Phuket. This puts extra work on the immigration officers, he said. Colonel Tanet noted that under the policy good guys in, bad guys out, he does not want the good foreigners to be in a bad environment. When people come to Phuket legally, which are the good guys, and then stay in a bad environment, such as a place where drugs are sold, they can easily turn into one of the bad guys, he said. When in Rome, do what the Romans do. When foreigners are in Thailand, they have to respect our laws, and the people who can help monitor them are the householders, he said. To make the tourism industry sustainable, Phuket has to be a safe city, he noted. Of note, the report on Monday confirmed that six people had been fined for breach of Section 38 of the Immigration Act, which mandates house owners, heads of households, landlords or managers of hotels who accommodate foreign nationals on a temporary basis who stay in the kingdom legally must notify the local immigration authorities within 24 hours from the time of arrival of the foreign national. So it seems that these landlords probably, probably didn't notify them on the um, notification. I think it's section. Now that applies to like if you own a home and you're staying in it, right? And it's in your wife's name. Technically, she's meant to notify that you live there to the immigration. Now, if you live there, you only have to notify once, by the way. But if you leave the country and come back, you have to notify again. Now, most people have this app on your phone and you get your wife's details. You can do it all through that. It takes a couple of minutes. But ho- uh, hotels have to do this as well. They have to send a nightly report into immigration through uh, the immigration system. And it reports basically their name, passport number, when they enter the country, etc. It used to have the TM6 number, which was how they traced the foreigners. But Thailand have stopped with that TM6 card now, the one you fill uh, when you're entering Thailand. So you don't have to do that anymore. So yeah, that piece of information is gone. But nevertheless, I think it's a little bit harsh too coming down on the landlord for you know people overstaying their visa or something I mean they're not immigration police landlords but I think that's what they're trying to get people to do I think they're trying to get locals to start kind of snitching on foreigners and I think that's a bad thing because I think it can turn foreigners off the country very quickly I think Phuket needs to find a balance on how it treats foreigners the way this colonel talks he talks as if foreigners are like tourists and foreigners are like babies you know when rome do as the romans do and when in phuket you must follow the laws like like the thai people do well thai people break laws all the time so how does that go i mean if we're driving can we do as thais do and drive like maniacs you have to kind of think about what you say too and i think one of the issues that they're always going to have here is phuket is a tourist town they invite people to phuket to holiday and enjoy themselves they create an environment of a party atmosphere where alcohol and drugs are readily available now because we have marijuana you have places like Patong, which is known as a party city and then when people have issues because when you have alcohol and drugs mixed you're always going to have some problems because that's the way life is and then you want to blame the tourists i think you need to start to look a little bit closer at the environment you're creating and then go from there not always blame the foreigner for everything an interesting little story about 40 elephants sighted near a resort in Nakhon Nayak looking for food. A herd of about 40 elephants, including several calves, were spotted yesterday heading for a resort in Muang district of Nakhon Nayak province from Khao Yai National Park to forage for food. Park officials were dispatched to the resort in advance of the arrival of the herd after they detected signals from GPS devices which were attached to the collars of some of the elephants, namely Sarika, Bit and Nati. Officials are familiar with Sarika, Nati and Bit, which, they said, periodically venture out of the National Park to search for food near the resort 
in Sarika sub-district. One of the park officials noted that more elephants have ventured out of the national park to forage for food near human settlements this year than in previous years, probably because of their increased population and the lack of food available in the park area. The officials have, however, successfully pushed the herd back into the park and saved the cash crops of villagers in that area. It is nice to see that there is, you know, so many wild elephants still roaming around Thailand, and I think it's a great thing. And we've always had the issues here in Thailand with elephant riding and abuse of elephants but when you see something like this you kind of have to think to yourself you know the reversal of these bad policies over the last few years seems to be having a good effect on the population of elephants and long may it last and that is it for today folks thanks as always for tuning in hope you enjoyed the show hope you enjoyed all about the tourist tax and we'll talk to you in the next couple of days stay safe out there and have a great day But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.